Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, guys. You are in the right place. Mike Foster here. Thanks so much for tuning in. We have an awesome episode today. It is with our El Capitan. We're going to have a little fireside chat with our CEO, Markian Sitch. He's a great guy, and he has an awesome story. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? How are you doing out there? Mike Foster in the house, and I am here live with our CEO. Yeah, Mark Yon here. He is an amazing dude. I don't even need to introduce him to you because I'm sure you guys have already seen him through our Facebook, through our website, but Mark Yon, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man, how are you? I am. <laughs> We've been trying to do this interview for quite a while now, really so I'm have. super pumped. <laughs> we really have, man, but it's cool, dude. You know, I think we're both living these busy lives. I mean, you a little more busier than me, right? I mean, you got the big family now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, he's, uh, he's almost eight months old now. Um, and he's just, yeah, now he's teething. And oh, uh, so his, his nights are a little bit more cranky. So I'm getting less and less sleep. Like mm. last night, uh, he just started kicking me. I think he was just checking if I was there um, <laughs> and, he, and he wanted to have a buddy to stay awake with, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it, it's super fun though. He's a, he's a really cool kid. And, and um, oh my gosh, he, he just, you know, everything flipped upside down. <laughs> it's awesome. Right. Yeah, no, I believe it, man. And I see all the pictures on Facebook. He's getting big, man. He's getting real big. Oh my gosh. He's a chunk. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, but it's cute though. Very, very cute, man. And congratulations <laughs> to you and Katya, man. That's, that's awesome. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that's it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, man. So, I mean, let's just, you know, kind of dive in and, and I guess get to know you a little bit more, you know, in case the, uh, the audience here, some people haven't really met you. But um, a fun fact about Mark Young and I, so we actually went to the same school, and I don't think we ever really met there. <laughs> we might have crossed paths but once or twice, but that's about it, yeah? Yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous how <sighs> – oh, my gosh, guys. So let me let me just dive into a story here, right? Um, so first of all, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on myself, then I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, of a story of how ADPI was created and how I met Mike. And, um, yeah, I really just don't, like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to just start from the beginning and that way it's, it's the only way it'll make sense. Right. Yeah. Nice. Um, but, but yeah, isn't that crazy? We haven't actually ever met. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's, let's dive into this. Um, I, so I, I am a third generation immigrant. What does that mean? Really? It means that my grandparents moved to the United States, um, first, right? So they, they either 
um, post-World War II or religious oppression, what have you, like they're all of Ukrainian background. They moved to the United States. Uh, my parents uh, were either born here or um, my mom was only like two when she moved here. And so they, they grew up in America, all intents and purposes, U.S. citizens, but with very strong ties to back to their heritage. And then I would have been even more so removed. That's why I'm third generation. But uh, serendipitously, my parents moved back to Ukraine, actually, because my dad was a big nerd at MIT and Harvard and did his dissertation on Chernobyl and needed to move back there to do research. And yeah, like I was born in the six months prior to the fall of the Soviet Union with like where you had to wait two hours in line to get milk in Western Ukraine. It was, oh, it was a tough time for my parents, but um, yeah, and they didn't have Skype and stuff like that then. So I can't even imagine what my mom was going through. She was still trying to learn Ukrainian because her parents were mostly like, um, they were mostly uh, Croatia, Serbo-Croatians from uh, with the Ukrainian background. So she never really grew up speaking Ukrainian anyways. So just, and and they had a whole bunch of U.S. exchange students in in, uh, in Ukraine there because that was how they got to Ukraine. Was they that's how they paid their tickets? They did an exchange program. Anyway, so the reason why I'm setting the stage that far back is because that's what set up my mindset. I believe today, I um I I grew up basically in Ukraine until I was let's see fifteen and a half. Uh, there were brief periods of like two years in London, a year or two in the United States. But basically my whole life growing up was in Ukraine. So all intents and purposes, I was a Ukrainian kid. I grew up like not realizing, like for me, America was wonderland. I like everybody in Ukraine, like it's their dream to end up in America. All the movies, all the Hollywood, you know, all the skyscrapers and the roller coasters. Oh my gosh, as a kid, I don't know why roller coasters were just the epitome of America for me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I just felt like a Ukrainian kid playing, playing soccer with rag balls. I'm not even kidding on the streets. That was my kind of, and, and I was homeschooled and um, I don't know. I had a very interesting life, right? With, wow. with just, yeah. in, just like a, in, in growing up. <laughs> at, at one point, we lived two. Uh, sorry, what was it? 25 miles. There we go. From Chernobyl. <laughs> oh, so, wow. oh, yeah. Crap, yeah, so it's, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I had an interesting childhood, but I moved to the United States. Um, had to go to high school by myself. I basically lived with my grandparents because my parents and the rest of my siblings and the oldest of seven haven't moved back yet. So here I'm going through high school, trying to figure everything out. I was shocked at first. I didn't like America. I was like, I didn't get anything. I didn't understand why kids in high school were so like clicky and mean. And I didn't get the mom jokes. Oh, <laughs> like, the whole thing was just no. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I had issues. Um, I remember. And so I had to like figure this whole thing out. And then I, 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 I applied to the Naval Academy just because, uh, cause my dad knew me all too well. And he was like, you know what? Let's, let's just, he's like, yeah, you could apply to this, that, and the other school. That's, that's, that school's hard to get into. Or, I mean, you could apply to the Naval Academy, but you'd probably never get in. And wow, I was like, he wait, said what? That to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, you'd probably never get in. Oh my and gosh. I was like, okay, well, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, my dad, I, I don't know. My, my, my dad knows me too well. And so, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I applied and nice. they were still in Ukraine. So I had to do the whole thing by myself. 
and um, I got in. So, you know, right. I <laughs> uh, barely, but I got in. Um, I was on the waiting list. I was one of 10 people on a waiting list, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Uh, anyways, got into the Naval Academy, went through the whole thing, commissioned as a Marine, and um, I'm setting it all that far up again. It's because of mindset. I, uh, I didn't realize... Um, until later, how big of an impact seeing the contrast between living in Ukraine and living in the United States and all the opportunities that America provides, uh, how big of an impact that would make on what I wanted to do uh, for myself, essentially, and for my family and for, you know, not to sound cliche, but for my legacy. Like, what is it that I'm trying to, what is the impact I'm trying to make? What is my mission, right? Um, and, and like I said, so we're going through the, I'm going through the Naval Academy and I think maybe like when I saw pictures of you, when we first started talking, I was like, I think I remember that kid in some class, but I don't, I don't remember. I don't think we ever talked, dude. Or actually, I think I saw you dancing. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was the international ball. So, um, anyway. So fast forward, I'm going through flight school. I'm trying all sorts of entrepreneurial stuff on the side because flight school is super, super intense um, at times. And sometimes there's just, it's like kind of slowed, it slows down. So everything from like trying to make an app to figure out what, here's the thing. I was, I was dating uh, Katya, um, my now wife, and she, she's Ukrainian, um, first generation for her. Like she, she, she never been to the United States until uh, we got married. And so she, she was in France studying how to be, how to be a winemaker actually. And um, so I had to travel to France during flight school, which is legendary for the fact that they won't let you ever go on leave. Like that was the whole joke about flights. It was like, yeah, like you, you literally will never leave flight school and maybe, maybe like four days on Christmas. But other than that, you have to always be ready to fly because the weather is always unpredictable. Mm, And so in order to keep you on track and you don't fall too far behind and you have to redo flights, you have to be ready. But I, every single time there was a gap, every single time there was anything going on, I, I had, I had pre-planned it three months in ahead and planted seeds in all my COs and XOs minds. Like I am leaving. <laughs> I'm going to go fly to, to France. I'm going to go see her. And so, um, <laughs> because of that, I, I always tried to figure out ways to, to create more income, to, 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 to minimize my expenses to like, I remember I was, I was, I beat myself up now, but I never bought a house then, but I, I lived in a, um, we lived in a big house with the guys and I lived in a little room, like the smallest room for $250 a month, uh, just oh, wow. so I could save, uh, as much money for the tickets. Right. And then eventually my ring and all that stuff. Um, again, uh, all this setup happening because it's, it, it's kind of painting the picture of, of my mindset. Like, why did I start getting interested in finances so much? Cause I had no choice. I needed to figure out a way to see her. I needed to figure out how to spend less money or make more money or something. Um, and I started learning after a failed attempt at certain entrepreneurial ventures. Uh, primarily, <laughs> um, I, I discovered, I was like, I can't do all this crazy stuff in the military sometimes. I mean, like, first of all, I don't like the word camp, but I was like, I, I don't have time 
to like when we tried to we tried to get investors for an app and they, when they realized we couldn't give 24 7 they're like yeah sorry guys not gonna happen wow now, I'm to myself, I was like how am i supposed to give 24 7 to some kind of like side project i have I yeah, like, that's not possible no. I, my primary occupation is flying and being in the military and doing a good job, right? Mm-hmm. And doing my duty. But so I started, I don't know what, what it is I looked up. I think I just looked up side jobs or passive income. And I just started like Googling and searching and um, all this kind of stuff. And I've discovered Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I discovered podcasts. I discovered uh, the concept of passive income and all this stuff in my whole world just just blew up. Mm. I started just my my car soon became my my university, like my automobile university. I would just just turn on podcasts and audiobooks and you name it. And I, I still remember the road I was on when I listened to Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, I, I it just it had an incredible impact on me. The Purple Bible, like it completely shifted the way I thought about American finances. And I realized, wow, like we have an opportunity in this country to take advantage and we should take, it's like, I felt like it was all of a sudden like my duty, A, to take advantage of this, B, like, holy cow, this is how, this is how it's done. Like, it was like all of a sudden it demystified what needs to be done in America to become wealthy. And not for the purpose of being wealthy in and of itself, because that seemed a little shallow. And that's what everybody like tried to judge you about. It's like, oh, you just want to be rich or something like that. It, it, it was more, it, it allowed you to, to kind of like set, set all those cliches aside, set all that judgment aside and just realize, like, hey, if I want this uh, to, to be able to have more freedom, right? It's the freedom piece. It's the allowing you to maybe spend time, more time with your family. Uh, it's allowing you to feel a little bit more stable while in the military. Um, it's allowing you to feel more stable and more comfortable for uh, when you think about transitioning in the future, whenever that'll be, whether you make a career out of the military or not. All those things are what I realized was important behind making more you know, money. I, it's almost like money is a dirty word, but here's the thing. It is the currency of of our, of our, like, of our freedom in terms of our, our day-to-day experiences and how much we get to pay attention to certain things. If you have to constantly pay attention about putting, you know, bread on the table, then you're not being able, then you're not able to pay that attention to your family. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to figure this out. So I just kept diving into it. I kept making, all sorts of mistakes by talking to, yeah. So I, I essentially started talking to brokers and lenders and turnkey companies and, and, and tax advisors and all this stuff. And, um, I don't know. I did. I, I made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> Mike. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, did you make a bunch of mistakes when you just, when Oh you just yeah, man. Getting started. Are you kidding me? <laughs> My first investment was a mistake. I'm actually selling the thing right now. It's like, I, for, for me, I was like, I, I, I thought, I thought, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm going to do this turnkey thing and I'm going to, and I'm going to figure out. And, and, and it, it, I just had like all too 
of a rosy picture painted in my mind. I was like, this is going to be cake. I'm just going to buy this thing. It's going to be ready. I don't even like all these people seem so legitimate. Uh, It's not going to be a problem at all. And, you know, next thing I know, the property's um, underappraised by way too much. The property managed like like a third of the price Mm. lower was what it appraised at. Um, the property managers were never responsive. Um, I, I realized that the contract later down the road, I had a realtor read my contract. He's like, dude, this is, this is a terrible contract. You're literally liable for everything. <laughs> like <laughs> just all this kind of stuff. Like I just made so many mistakes and I, it wasn't until, uh, and you know, and simultaneously I'm talking to my parents cause I'm realizing like, wow, if I really want to ramp this up and achieve financial freedom sooner, I need to get my parents involved and start bringing in private capital through them and potentially partnering with them to really scale this quickly. And so I'm talking to my parents, I'm making mistakes, trying to get something done so I can show them how it's done. And, you know, one thing after another, and I finally get my own rental property. And then soon after, uh, I <clears throat> we buy a 56-unit apartment building with my parents and then I buy my primary residence and it's just, and and now I'm looking at more multifamilies and it just like, you know, everything started picking up speed and it got a lot lot more exciting. Um, Now, where does ADPI, where does active (laughs) passive income fit into the whole mix? Well, Mm -hmm. I, um, as I was getting ready to close on my first rental property, I realized that, there was not a place where I could learn all of this that was for military. Like I knew that there was a VA loan. I knew that there was, um, I almost knew less about my benefits as a, as a active duty military guy than I knew. Um, so yeah, I literally knew nothing about the VA loan. <laughs> I, I, I just know oh, I'm gonna, I can put zero down on a primary residence. I knew more about like how to like buy rental properties and stuff like that. And so I was like, there, there's no, I was like, there has to be a way that all this can fit together. And it just seems all too good. Like military have these amazing benefits. Let's, let's try to, you know, figure it all out. So I just started a WordPress blog and I just started writing things and then people started reading some things. And then I was like, you know what? I, I, I spoke to my like entrepreneurial mentor and he's like, dude, you should, you should use this software. You should go into this, that, and the other thing. And I started learning about, um, all this, all this stuff. And, and somebody on, I think it was Santos on, on LinkedIn told me, Hey dude, uh, you should reach out to Mike Foster. He's really into this real estate thing too. And so I just gave you a call. Like I just messaged you and then I gave you a call and we couldn't get off the phone for like an hour and a half. Like, yeah, it was about an hour and a half, man. I think we were just on the phone, just shooting the shit on real estate, man. It was dope. Yeah. We realized we were learning all the same things. We had all the, we had the exact same mindset. I was so jealous. Cause like, you just seemed like you had, you know, you were ahead of the curve already. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy's like just buying properties left and right. Like anyways, I, I was just so pumped to meet you. And also because I didn't know that anybody else in the military was, in, was interested in real estate. So I was just such a revelation to me. And then I started meeting more people. Like you just did an interview with Buddy Rushing. I spoke with him on the phone and he's like, yeah, it's probably a 15 minute conversation. An hour and a half later, we're still talking. and speaking. Like, <laughs> just like sparks were going off and through the cell phone. And um, it's funny because he was like, yeah, when we found your website, 
we thought you like copied everything we wrote on our website. And, no. and but then he's like, I checked and it was actually the date was, was before the, when we published ours and he's like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know, man, but this is, I did, I'm so pumped to find you too. It's just like all of a sudden he actually helped me get my first property. Right. And so like all this kind of stuff, uh, you, I realized that, wow, there is a need. There's a need for military to unite online, yep. no matter whether they're on deployment in some other country at home, sitting on the couch or, you know, or they're commuting to work. There needs to be an educational resource that combines everything the military has in order to benefit you financially and real estate education. It all needs to be combined and there needs to be a streamlined passive strategy. Like you can be as passive or as active as you want, but what if you just want, what if you want to make sure that the military stays your primary focus, but at the same time you're able to systematically effectively build wealth and passive income as you're going from duty station to duty station. And that's when the course kind of started getting created. And that's when I started recording lessons. I met you and you started jumping in and helping me create lessons. And it was this whole crazy um, process where we were trying to figure out the tech part. We had to re-record a bunch of lessons. And I I, I remember, oh my gosh, do you remember those days where it's just like, (laughs) <laughs> you're trying to find the motivation to like spend hours creating these like PowerPoint presentations and then, yeah. and then creating yeah. videos out of it. And then exactly. And, oh my gosh. Yeah, was, man. Was, that, that was, yeah. that was a bit of a nightmare, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Hey, you know, we figured it out. I mean, there was a bunch of trial and error and uh, trying to figure out what like audio programs work best. You introduced me to snag it and then like snag it. I tried to get to work for me the first couple of times and just wouldn't. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. I remember I had to like record my screen and show you what buttons I was pressing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and, but, but the cool thing was, is we were on the same page mm-hmm. and it, I never felt like any, any video we were making and like, cause like I kind of outlined a syllabus um, that I had already kind of started on. Um, I felt like you thought it made a hundred percent sense and we just kept rolling video through video. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually six months down the road, we had a core, we had a core 24, 25 lessons. And yeah. I was like, all right, well, it's time to go live with this thing. It's time to continue writing blog posts. It's time to, it's time to produce this and create a, an actual, here's the thing guys, uh, for all our listeners, um, the reality is, is that this is another entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial venture for us. Active duty passive income is very much a startup. It is very much, um, it's not an experiment anymore, right? We're, we're yeah, rocking right. and rolling, but it was very much a way for me to see if I can do something um, as, as a side hustle while in the military. And it, uh, yes, in addition to real estate, and this isn't for everybody, but I... It is an incredible thing to see how when you're providing Im- like immense value to people, how it can, when you, when you solve a problem, you provide a solution, you give a, com- you, you create a community, um, you can actually, that can, that can become your own business, right? And, and then there's so many ways in real estate that you can start um, the, in ways you can create income. And so that's in just active duty, passive income. I had no idea. All I wanted to do was create a course and it just spun out of control. 
Mm-hmm. And um, this is what I plan on doing after I get out of the military, <laughs> whatever that yeah, date is, right? And it's so much fun too, you know? I mean, it's 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 fun, you know, once you get into the thick of it and then you start seeing the impact and people start reaching back to you and letting you know, hey, you know, thanks so much for helping me buy my first property or, you know, thanks so much. I never thought about things like this. And now it's completely changed people's, you know, destination in life. It's It's amazing. No. Dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, uh, you know, guys like closing on multiple properties while out of the country or guys, uh, getting, getting their, uh, getting a triplex to, to, to house hack and, and, and telling us how they actually made money on the closing <laughs> and, and or, or no, 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 sorry, sorry. I'll never forget. I think Michael Harding, he may, he only paid $3,000 at closing to buy a triplex. And, um, and he was like cash flowing, like after, after a month, (laughs) like, so basically since it was a house hack, he was banking all of his BAH and he was making money. I, Michael Harding, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe we should have you on the show to tell you. But it was was just amazing. Like, you know, you you know, he didn't buy a turnkey property. He went the house hacking route. Other people started buying turnkey properties. Other people, it just got their gears turning. We're all talking in our club, like all of our members that, like we, 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 it was, it was crazy. It was awesome. And then at the same time, our Facebook is growing and at the same time you start having this dream of creating a podcast and here you are like, you know, even that probably had some stumbling block blocks and along the road. Oh, yeah, and you man. had to like, <laughs> you, you know, it's just by Wi-Fi and like, <laughs> and, and yeah. all the audio problems that I've had with, you know, just recording and whatnot. It's, it's been, yeah, it's been interesting, but, but it's been fun. It's been really fun, man. Got to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you're listening, do you guys realize that uh, Mike started a podcast for us while he was on deployment with the <laughs> worst internet possible? It's crazy. <laughs> Hotel internet. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's. I, I think real estate has honestly, correct me if I'm wrong for you, but I think it opened like how finances work in America. Like it opened my eyes to just so much more than just buying properties that cash flow. Right. Um, yep. so all of a sudden I understand taxes. All of a sudden I understand like how to create a business. All of a sudden I understand the point of like legal entities, like creating LLCs and stuff. All of a sudden everything makes sense. And the future, even if even if like income aside, like the future isn't scary to me because I know that like I'll, I I can figure it out. Um, whatever it is I decide to do. Um, yeah. I, and, and I think we've all learned so much through active duty, passive income. Um, all right. <laughs> I feel like I've been just, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, man. I mean, Hey, that's, that's the point of this podcast, right? It's for everyone to get to know you dude. And that's, uh, Man, that's that's awesome, bro. I mean, just the amazing story that you had from coming from Ukraine and then coming to America and and even getting to the Naval Academy. Like, that's awesome, man. You know, I mean, I think one that's a testament on your intelligence and you know everything else that you you did and had in your package because I didn't even get in straight in, bro. And I've been here my entire life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got into uh, to the prep school. Uh, which, you know, like no, no, no complaining at all, dude. I mean, I love the prep school and everyone needs a backdoor sometimes. So it was, was what it was, but, um, but just, you know, crazy hearing your story and hearing where, where you came from and, and now what you're doing. It's, it's awesome, bro. It's this freaking killer. So 
really, really motivating. I mean, America is the place, you know, where people can come from all different walks of life and all over the world and make it and be great. You know, so, so kudos to you, man. And I'm really, really thankful that you found me because we're, we're killing it, dude. <laughs> but, uh, but so Thank tell you, us, man. yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely. No, but uh, to tell us what's, uh, what's going on now. Like where, where are your goals uh, pointing for your personal real estate career? And real estate investing. Yeah. So my personal goal is, is to now, here, here's the amazing thing, right? Is, is we have this group, but we also have a, a, you know, a five man team at this point in ADPI and everybody else is just, I, I feel like, I mean, dude, when I talk to you sometimes, like, I feel like, holy cow, it's humbling that, that you guys are, are as motivated as you are about not only real estate, but now this, this group. And, and the power of the group, uh, of the website, of the education, of the club, and our team, all these elements of ADPI, all the stools of ADPI is just, it, it is the most powerful tool I've ever had. Um, now with, 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 with our team and our club and our group, I, I feel like real estate has become easier. Um, you know, we have Adam there, like, just just such an analytical brain like breaking down these amazing multifamilies uh that he's finding and i I, that's what i want to start jumping more into i want to now get more multifamilies under um me and my family's like holding company uh we want to just get more and more and more um so because those those are (laughs) those are how i plan on achieving uh my personal financial freedom number um, that's how my parents have already, you know, it's already been established that's how they're going to retire is off of the passive income from them, their apartment building. So as soon as my dad decides he doesn't want to teach anymore, he can retire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty amazing. Um, he's, he's like, just like basically doubling his paycheck every month now. Uh, well, actually this year is a little rough cause we had to take over the property. We're not very happy with our property management. <laughs> uh, we, we we're going through. Um, you know, so, so some roadblocks there, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, like it's going to be, it's going to be the best investment of our lives, like this first property. Um, and so my, my plan is just to get more multifamilies. That's kind of my gig, but I will Mm -hmm. tell you what, and we talked about this before, like what are the pros and cons of multifamily and single family? And, um, I, I, I think, I think a healthy mix of the two actually is the way to go. Is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and the the thing is with single families, you have to be very careful to not over leverage. Um, if you're not in uh, the kind of market where potentially you, you, it kind of depends on what the price of your rent is. Mm-hmm. But um, so here's the thing with guys, if, if you're, if you're thinking about real estate and your primary concern is the market crash? Then listen up, okay? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss like why my mindset and why kind of what we teach uh, will will relieve you or release you of that worry. Um, so if you buy properties that are quote unquote kind of like affordable housing, and what that means, it doesn't mean that it's like you know it it, it doesn't mean that it's just a, a war zone or it's just like a, a, a bad place to live. It just means that you, you you're not creating a luxury scenario. You're right. creating a good place to live that is not trying to rob anybody's bank. It is just a solid uh 
investment for you and it is a, it is a clean and safe place for people to live where everything works but it but it's not outside the you, you, you you're not just trying to have like yeah. you know gold faucets or whatever yeah so it's anyway like the rich carlton's or <laughs> or like yeah you know, the bel airs of of town like this is just you know straight blue collar average right right and so so when when a unit rents out between you know, 500 to maybe even like to like the thousand or $1,200 range. Uh, typically those areas, the rent actually won't fall. Now this isn't an exact science. Like we'd have to dive into the history of every city or, or really look at where it's at, but whether it's a primary, secondary, tertiary market, and I can get into that as well. But for the most part, if you buy right during a market turndown, your rents are going to be either very stable they might dip down a little bit or they'll actually go up. And that's because all of a sudden the rental market shoots up. Like all of a sudden people, there's more people that need to rent because all of a sudden they got their houses got foreclosed or the house became too expensive and it just solidified that they need to continue or sorry, houses loans became more difficult to get right. not houses more expensive. Yeah. Um, and, and so your the rental market would actually be booming. Um, so, and since we focused on, the cash flow that we get basically that 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 sliver off the top that that stays in our pocket after we pay all expenses since we're focused on that and we don't care about what our house is worth really we just want to we just want to have more of these little machines making us money every single month then then a market crash shouldn't make you worry now with single family homes um as long as you're not planning on like over leveraging and, and so that when the market turns down, all of a sudden the, the price goes down and all of a sudden uh, if, if you have find yourself in an area where people <laughs> actually the rents will drop down as well. And all of a sudden you can't pay your mortgage and, and your mortgage is that high because you over leveraged. That's when it gets difficult. But when right. you have a good strategy yep. in place um, you should be fine when you're putting at least 20% down when you're running your numbers and you're creating buffers and and you're you're really you're really really diving in deep into the numbers that like we teach it, um, then then you'll be fine and you'll probably actually do very well. Um, oh, and by the way, here's the coolest thing: is you'll have a you'll have a network of lenders. You'll have a you'll have a track record of experience. And when the market turndown happens, you'll be able to convince people to give you their money to invest in more properties and and grow wealth with them. Because all of a sudden the people will be turning to you uh, during those mar- during those market turndowns. Like lenders are going to need to still make commissions off of closing on loans, exactly. so they're going to be looking at people like you with experience, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So that's how I think about that. Um, now, again, back to like the initial. We're trying to compare single family and multifamily. Single family, the loans are a lot easier. You, you just go to a bank. You're like, you know. You do a traditional Freddie backed loan, twenty uh, percent down, um, and if you're not if you're not living in it, it's probably gonna be like five and a half percent. If you're living in it, maybe like three and a half to four and a half percent interest, and um, you you get this thing, and it's just gonna pay itself off over thirty years. There's no like balloon. Typically, I mean, you can get creative with every single loan, but typically, when you get a rental property, you get a thirty year loan. It pays itself off with the tenant that's living in there. And that's kind of the end of the, the game. Like it, and, you, and it's very easy to property manage. Right. Um, as long as, you know, 
it was, it was, it was in good shape when you got it and you're kind of staying on top of the schedule of things that needs to get done. If you have a good property manager, it's going to be fairly passive. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, as long as you establish the rules with them and you're like, Hey, like for example, my property in Georgia, super passive. Like I, I think they needed to do some rotor rooter for the plumbing or something the other day. <laughs> so my, I didn't even know about it. Like he didn't bother me with it. Like I just, at, at the end of the month, I got my check. It was like, it was like $150 less. And he just wrote me an email with the breakdowns. Like, yeah, uh, we had to do some rotor rooter stuff. Like no big deal. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. So that, and, and I know that in 30 years, that thing's going to be paid off. It's going to appreciate a significant amount within 30 years because over time real estate appreciates on average about three to 5%. Oh, and by the way, this property is in a secondary market next to Atlanta. So I know it's, I just, it just, I know on a macro level, it's going to do well in that area, you know, for 15, 20, 30 years down the road. So it's just, it's just this little nugget that's just, this is going to pay itself off. Now with multifamily, the, the loan is more complicated. You have to start thinking about how you want it to, how you want to run it as a business. Um, you have to, uh, you have to probably refinance or sell a, a down the road. Like, cause typically these loans uh, have a balloon payment on them or basically um, they're uh, so for example, ours in 10 years, even though it's amortized and we're pretending that we're paying it off for, for, for 30 years, the loan term, not the amortization, the loan term is 10 years. Mm. So that means at the end of those first 10 years, I, we, we have to do something with it. We either have to right. sell it, I have to refinance it. So it mm. behooves us that we run it very, very smoothly. Like we, we, we run it properly to where at the end of those 10 years, when we refinance, will it'll still be worth at least as much as it is worth right now. And if we're smart, it should double or triple in value. But um, there's just a little more. There's a little bit more going on. It is a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot more lucrative. It's a lot more lucrative because all you have to do is look at the business operations and optimize the bottom line, mm-hmm. and then you and then all of a sudden it like explodes in value. Um, exactly. It's insane how a little change, like raising rents by ten percent, will literally. Uh, double your equity. <laughs> How about that? It's crazy, uh, man. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah, that's the general math. Think mm-hmm. about that. You you raise rents by ten percent. Like if we raised rents on our fifty six unit, if we were able to do that right now, um, it would it would it would literally double our equity in it. Um, wow. So, which means, guys, what does that mean? It means you're able to refinance and pull out your initial down payment and leave, you know. The the the, ma- the 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 new magical just mystical poof of money you let that stay in as your your down payment and um, now you roll on and you buy another one uh, <laughs> and that's why it's so much more lucrative to if you want to get into multifamily it just it just depends on on what you're ready for and what your lifestyle is and kind of what you want down the road because guess you know every single five ten years whatever the term is you're gonna have to you're gonna have to start from scratch with that property. It's not completely buy and almost almost forget. It's not as passive, I would say. Would you agree? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. And there are a lot of complications that come with multifamily too. So it's not something you want to just go in and dive into. You want to make sure that you do you educate yourself a little bit before you get into it. But right, just like Mark Yon said, I mean, it is a very, very lucrative market if you do it right. 
you can make a lot of money. And the asset itself, right, is is not um, so. So the way the equity works on those assets is not like it does in residential homes. So like a three bedroom, two bath is worth only as much as a three bedroom, two bath with the same square footage is in that area, right? But you know, a fifty four unit is only as worth as much money as it's bringing in, just like he explained. So, so you gotta, you gotta understand the difference there. The way the market's gonna work, even if the real estate market drops, right, a 54 unit, it's gonna be worth the money that it's bringing in because it's, the equity's based off of a completely different principle. So, so it's good stuff. It's definitely yeah, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like it's blind to what the real estate market is doing. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. The the only thing that will affect it, and this is something me and Adam kind of like dove into the numbers. I got to the, like the meta of like the macroeconomics. I was like, all right, man. So why, why, you know, what's going to happen? Like with the market crash with multifamily, we kind of like got into a little discussion. And he said that actually it's so crazy now. It, multifamily prices uh, based off of the guys, the price is essentially based off of a ratio that's called a cap rate. And so depending on how much it makes, there's a ratio, a multiplier, and then boom, you apply that and you get the price. And each area has a different multiplier depending on how nice the area is and what the market is in that area. So I'm not going to get into that, that right now, but uh, I was just tell, asking him, like, why do you think that ratio would, would get bigger, which would make the prices smaller, like with the market crash? And he explained it. Here, here's the thing is that even our, our, our market is so crazy right now. It's, it's on such a high that even some of the even some of the people purchasing multifamilies, it's such a complicated operation um, compared to single family. Even those guys are 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 basically kind of jumping into it without fully educating themselves, and they're buying them for for too much because uh, just so they want to get into this you know lucrative real estate game. And so what happens is that like if if um, rents drop in their area just by a little bit because all of a sudden people lost job in that town, mm. uh, lost jobs in that town, uh, and then they're not able to pay the mortgage on this huge, you know, 50 unit because they weren't educated enough. Um, right. It's still, it, you know, they're going to foreclose. <laughs> That's how they get burned. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I'm not saying this to scare people, not at all. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all about education. Yeah, which it's education. It's all about having a, a, a team and education. Exactly. And that's what we're here to do, guys. I mean, the ADPI's sole purpose is to you know educate and mentor you guys to get you to understand that real estate's not some scary animal, right? I mean, even even myself, you know, I didn't really, you know, come from a big real estate background. My grandfather had a real estate business, but I didn't really know much about it. And anytime he would drive around, you know, and show me properties, I was on the back of the car playing my Game Boy, you know, like <laughs> it was what it was. But, um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's opened our eyes to a lot and, and we are passionate about sharing it with you and showing you just how simple and how successful you can be with it. So it's, it's good stuff, man. It is. It's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, dude. Um, let me see. Like, I, I want, I want to see if there's any, like, nugget for of like what really you, you know what I, i'm gonna touch on one little thing and then see if you have any questions for me on this is is taxes i i think it's hilarious how how people generally speaking in america believe that okay it's not hilarious so actually sad but <laughs> but that that you if you make more money you're gonna pay more taxes and that's just how it works and just don't even think about anything else right. um 
However. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, so let, let me break down kind of what, what Tom Wheelwright, which was my first, he, he's a, he's a rich dad advisor guys. He's um maybe we'll get him on the show someday, but he, he's an absolute savant of, of real estate taxes and, and taxes in general. And he actually advised, uh, I think he was on the board for like advisory of taxes for, uh, for Trump. And he also, um, he, so he advises, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, who's a Marine pilot and a big time real estate investor and the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He uh, broke it down into essentially these four quadrants, which is kind of how Robert Kiyosaki talks as well. And he talks about how you can either be, um, you can either be an, an, an expert, a specialist, um, an, a business owner or an investor. And I hope I'm not messing this up, but I'm just going to try to get the, the general concept across. Because if you're an expert at something, you get paid for that, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you typically get, you're basically, you're, you're working nine to five and you're an employee, uh, essentially like us in the military, except for uh, the, probably the most, uh, probably the, the average amount of taxes you pay across all countries in the world. Because taxes, believe it or not, are fairly similar everywhere. Um, the, it's about 40%. So obviously yeah. if you're making, mm-hmm. you know, for, for us in the military, we're not making much. We're probably in the 15% tax bracket as far as our W2 stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but, or even less than that. But if, if you're an expert at what you're doing and you're, and you make as much money as you can and as that kind of a person in, in the, in the financial scheme of things, uh, you're probably going to be paying like up to or around 40% in taxes. Now, um, especially if you consider federal and state and all the other stuff that kind of just happens, you'll realize like, holy cow, that's how much I'm paying. Now, if you become a specialist, like, like if you, if you are a highly niched down specialist in a certain field, um, that's, that's when you typically actually end up, uh, you know, paying more in taxes because all of a sudden you're just making more and more money. Uh, you're, you're very, very focused. Um, and that's just, I mean, that's just how our, our, that's how the, the, all, all countries kind of like focus their, mm-hmm. um, their, their scheme or like how they do things. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, then there's the business owner, the investor business owners typically probably pay about 20% of their taxes, uh, probably pay about 20% taxes, sorry, on average. And then investors, pay about zero. <laughs> zero. And, and, and the, yeah, it's zero. Like my parents didn't pay any taxes on the property they got last year. So how awesome is that? They're not going to pay any taxes this year. And I'm not going to get into all that craziness, And I, but I can explain that. And we talk about that in our course, but here's the reason why. Okay. Why do people that work their butt off and they, 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 they really, they just specialize in their field and they're doing a fantastic job. This is not knocking specialists and experts and uh sorry sorry not experts employees that's mm. that's what the e stood for like i'm trying to remember the acronym so oh employees, yeah yeah employees yeah, yeah, employees no specialists mm. business owners investors right right um the reason why it is structured that way is is because it unfortunately the <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately the government is a social engineering machine and all they do is they're like okay Depending on how much you help us do our job, which is mm-hmm. taking care of America, bettering the infrastructure, uh, providing better housing, more jobs, yada, yada, yada. Depending on how much you as an individual is helping America be better, um, more innovative, more, you know, all those things that, that the government needs to have happen to make America greater and greater and greater. 
um, <clears throat> the more, so they're like, we're going to incentivize you. So the better you do at helping us be better, the, the more we're going to incentivize you. And so that's why it's structured that way. An employee, he does great. He's probably, you know, whatever he is, a teacher or whatever. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, you, you're probably not like bettering the infrastructure. You're not probably not providing jobs. You're probably, you know what I mean? Like you, you're right. doing your nine to five. Um, but if you get into the business owner realm and all of a sudden you, all of a sudden you pay less taxes, um, because you're creating jobs. Now, if you're in the investor realm, that's when you're actually, what are you investing your money in? If, if you're investing your money into assets that are making America better and are, uh, you know, providing jobs and are making you a better entrepreneur and getting your gears turning to be more innovative and all of a sudden everything just starts like building on each other, that's where America goes like, whoa, you know what? Here's all these opportunities and as long as you're smart and as long as you know what you're doing, you are able to completely deduct your, your assets. And it's just like all of a sudden, boom, you, I mean, we talk about compound interest guys and everybody's like, Oh yeah, I want to put this amount of money away in my Roth IRA and hope that it makes 5% over 40 years or whatever. Well, what if you didn't have to pay any taxes? We're just talking about 15, <laughs> 20, 30, 40% taxes. What if you, that didn't go away from you? Imagine how that that massive amount is compounding over time. <laughs> yeah. You were able to roll that into more investments and all of a sudden you're compounding your cash flow. It's just insane, insane bro. Like the taxes are what got like honestly that's what got me excited about real estate. It's weird I got really nerdy on it, but uh-huh. I I I spent the most time honestly on the tax portion of our course. Um, and it's not, I, I, I'm telling everybody right now, I'm not an expert. I'm not a tax advisor. I'm not a legal specialist. I'm just a consumer and I am a, uh, I, I'm giving you guys, a, I'm telling, I'm a storyteller. Okay. I'm telling you a story <laughs> about how I do this. That's what me and Mike did in our course. Yeah. We just told people stories as we're going through the lessons of how we did it and what makes sense and what we learned and yada, yada, yada. But, but what we did is we framed it in a military, uh, kind of like spin and, and, and kind of aspect, but. Um, just so you know, I'm not, I'm not recommending yeah. or advising anybody on this. No, stuff. No, of course, man, no worries. And we're definitely going to get into more taxes in the podcast. Um, like that is a realm that I know I need to dive in and learn more about myself just so I can understand the nitty gritty on how a lot of this stuff works. So as I learn, we are definitely going to be diving those in too. So, but exactly. I mean, Awesome, awesome, you know, explanation of the cash flow quadrant. And if you guys aren't familiar with that, check out, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, just like you know, Mark Young said. I mean, it's, it's an amazing group of what they do, you know, the stuff that they do. You don't necessarily need to buy their, what is it, like $30,000 course or something like that. Like, don't do that. <laughs> That's a lot of money to spend. But, I mean, understand the principles that they teach because they're, they're definitely some, some good stuff out there and like i said we will dive into it on this uh on this podcast but um but hey man let me uh let me let me go ahead and take you through our bonus round because we're running a little bit out of time oh yeah uh, yeah yeah no no, no worries man i mean hey i mean we like like you said i mean we love real estate and we can go on and on for hours on this stuff but we uh we do want to make sure that um giving you guys enough nugget information that you guys can compound and and just kind of take um, 
Bonus round, dude. Here we go. I'm taking you through it just like I take everyone else through. So I got three questions for you. And uh, this will kind of help everyone get to know you a little more personal uh, way. But what is your number one read? Like what book do you recommend for those who are out there listening to this? I, I- I have to give two. I have to give two. All right. All right. They go for it. Go for one it. And number two, and they'd switch all the time. Oh, okay. and they're, they're mindset books. And I hate being this cliche, but it's rich dad, poor dad is one of them. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I, here's the thing. I, I could give people other books that I think are amazing, but, um, if I meet any random person on the street, I still tell them rich dad, poor dad. If I'd meet, like if you're listening to this podcast and you have not read the book, please read the book. That's yeah. all like done. There's nothing right. more. So I can, it, it will change your mindset. And that's why it's my number one book. Uh, my number one slash two book is uh, <laughs> the four hour work week by Ooh, Tim Ferriss. And it is one. also yeah. a mindset book mm-hmm. and mindset sounds boring but I think mindsets are the most fun to read because they create an epiphany moment. Your brain shifts on its axis and all of a sudden you won't be able to sleep at night. As buddy rushing says, he's like this stuff, like as soon as you realize that you don't have to, you know, as soon as you realize that you don't have to save money till you're 65 in order to retire, that you can just create, assets that'll be producing a certain amount of income every single month. And all of a sudden that'll let you retire a lot sooner and a lot more comfortably. And that's what you need. Not one or $2 million when you're 65, you, you, you won't be able to sleep at night because you'll be so excited about the fact that all of a sudden you can work on bettering your lifestyle and creating a, um, a retirement at the same time. And at these the two books time. do that. Mm-hmm. That is, that is very true, man. That's very true. Uh, I'm actually glad that you, I'm glad that you gave those two because a hundred percent and I guess that is absolutely legit. And, uh, and I think that that's probably, I, I, you know, I don't really know, you know, as far as why, right. This huge technology and like business boom that we're experiencing here in the States, like where that came from. But I really do think like, you know, this whole mindset is starting to spread like the understanding that, you know, it's easy to make money out there. You got to just go ahead and, and do it, right? But understand that saving money until you're however you know old is not the way to go. It's not the best way to do it. Just build that cash flow that you need and build your lifestyle right around it. That's that's a hundred percent fact, man. That's good stuff. So definitely make sure you check these books out, guys. And there will definitely be links to them in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, all right, man. So number two, who is your biggest hero and why? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I wasn't really prepared for these questions, to be honest. And <laughs> I, I, I can give you heroes in business. I can give you heroes in life, but I think, and it just, I just keep going back to it. And again, this is going to sound cliche, but it's just my parents, man. Um, for me, it's like, I, I keep looking at how much they did for me and how much they sacrificed every, like, it's just, it's, it's insane. Um, so the, both of them combined are just like it, both in their own way, whether, whether it was pushing me to my limits, um, like, you know, and, and, and almost like, 
<laughs> almost like, you know, in his own way, like telling me that I couldn't get into the Naval Academy kind of, but then, mm-hmm. you know, that's what pushed me. Uh, so my dad in that aspect, and then my mom for just like, just the amount of care and like, um, and in teaching me, you know, homeschooling me to, you know, being there for everything. It's just, it's insane. So, I believe um, that man, I do. It's awesome. Yeah. So those are, those are my number one heroes. Okay. <laughs> Period. There you go. Hey, no, nothing wrong with that, man. Um, yeah. I would say, and especially with the story that you had, I mean, just coming from Ukraine and everything that was going on, you know, while you're growing up, man, I believe that that's, that's pretty powerful. Um, yeah, all right. And then last, okay. So what nuggets, and if you, you've already given us a bunch of nuggets too, but if you had to condense to three nuggets, right. To give to those who are just getting started or who are looking to get started, right. What would they be? Yeah. Um, my three nuggets would be everything we're talking about all, it all depends on what, what, what you want, right? If, if you, I real estate isn't for everybody. And if you do not want to create streams of income for yourself, honestly, uh, I would just, I would just move on. Like it, it is required. Like you need to think about it in that way. You need to think about create, like you need to be able to shift your, your mindset and at least, do what you need to do to shift your mindset. So my nugget is if it, if the concept of creating streams of income interests you dive full in Mm. because this is the best way to do it. And you are in the best country to do it period. People from all over the world invest in American real estate because it's just, it's amazing. So, uh, I, I would say just make a very, make a very clear decision in your head. Speak with whoever you need to, your partners, your spouse, your whoever that you think you're going to do this with, find a partner. And, and if you, if you guys decide that this is for you, that, that creating streams of income is the way you want to go instead of saving money, it, it'll, I mean, the reason why it's such a crucial moment is because all of a sudden you're going to stop saving money. You're going to start investing money and it is a scary shift to make unless your mindset's right. So I would say that's my nugget is, is like, decide like make it like draw a line in the sand do am i on board or not you know mm-hmm. uh, i guess that's what i'm saying uh it's just make the, make that distinction for yourself in your head and never turn back because if you're going to be teetering on the line you might not uh <laughs> you, you might get cold feet um because it's not always it's, it's not always the a pretty picture yeah. uh, right, right. you know uh, another thing I would say, and I kind of alluded to it is, is team. I, mm-hmm. and we talked about this earlier, like, holy cow guys, um, having, you know, it's just at, having, having Mike, for example, you just be like, I know any VA question, any, like, I just text you like, yo dude, is this true? Or can we do this? Or this guy's asking <laughs> this, and I'm not too good on that answer. Boom. You got it. Or if I need to ask like a certain <sighs> dude, our team is incredible. Like I just like syndications, fix and flips, burrs. We do everything. And I just feel like, I just feel like I'm, I'm a little bit of everybody now. You know, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself by. Right. That is and true. Now there's the five of us and we're like every single one of us is crushing it. And it's like, it's just, it's awesome. Uh, so the team will take you to the next level. Um, and then, Let's see. One last thing is just Buddy Rushing says says this a lot, and I don't know if he said it on your podcast, but um, he talks about how education and action 
is like your left foot and your right foot. Yep. You know, you, 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 if you keep only walking with education, you're going to go in circles. And if you keep walking with action, you're going to walk in circles as well. And you're probably going to hurt yourself. Uh, so you absolutely need to educate. Um, that's why we created our, 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 you know, everything for, for military and veterans. Um, so this whole education, this whole website, this whole, everything we're doing is to, to help you guys educate. And then, oh, and by the way, we have an entire group and community and even a mentorship club to get you to act. And, and, and um, so uh, if there's anything you take away is like, don't, don't do a little bit, don't do too much of one or the other, like do both of them at the same time. As soon as you educate yourself on something, as soon as you learn one more nugget, try to put that into action. Amen. Amen, man. Well said. And what awesome way to end it, dude. That was, that was absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, you're right. He, he did say that, you know, when I interviewed him, but, but it, it's weird because I, I don't think I really recognized it until you pointed it out, which is really, really amazing. Like that left and right foot. Oh man, that's, that's actually, it paints such a good picture, you know, and it's, and it's so strong and so powerful that, you know, I really hope that you guys listening out there take, you know, take heed to that. You know, I mean, a lot of people and I'll, I feel, you know, myself personally learn a lot of mistakes just from diving into something without fully understanding the scope, um, which, you know, isn't always bad as long as you can rebound and learn quickly and then, you know, alter your course, but it can be bad, you know, and especially if you don't learn. So it's, that's, that's good. That's good word, man. That's a great word. Yeah, oh. man. I, thanks for having me on, dude. This has been a blast. I, I, I just love go, going down memory lane with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Likewise. And, and we're definitely going to have you on again. So this is definitely not the last time for sure. But, um, but yeah, man, this has been really, really great. And I really appreciate you taking your time, especially since, you know, you are now a father and you've got a whole bunch of stuff going on, you know, out there, but, um, but really, really glad to get you on here and, um, and share your thoughts with, uh, with the group and or with our listeners. Thank you so much guys for, for your time. Um, and Mark Jan, you know, I mean, everyone knows how to get a hold of you, right? Oh my gosh. Let me just throw out, throw out all the options. There's, you can honestly just email me directly. Mark Jan, M-A-R-K-I-A-N at active duty, passive income. I will respond to every single email. Um, then there's also my Instagram, like just at Mark Jan, um, I'm, you know, on our website, guess what? We have a little chat bot in the, in the bottom right corner. If you message us, uh, on our, from our website or from our Facebook, I'm probably going to be the one talking to you. I yeah, want to true. talk to all people that are interested in what we're doing. Um, and if I don't respond immediately, you'll probably be seeing an email from me soon after. One last thing, guys, we have a military house hacking book coming out. So yes, uh, get plugged in, email us if you want to be a launch ambassador. Um, yeah. Uh, and also just, just reach out if there's any questions you guys have. That's pretty much it. So I, I'm, a, I'm an open book and, I'm, and I love talking to everybody. Amen. Amen. Yes, he is, guys. All right. So take that face value because that's the absolute gospel truth. Um, Mark, yeah, man. Thanks again so much for, for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate your time and uh, I'll catch you later, man. <laughs> all right. Thanks, dude. Take care, all. Bye. Hey, all right, guys. Thanks so much. That about wraps it up. 
If you have not subscribed to this podcast yet, make sure you go ahead and do that. All right, we've got a lot of awesome episodes coming up for you, and you don't want to miss them. We also have a house hacking book 2.0. We are updating our book, and it is launching very soon. We've got a lot of experience coming to the table. I'm really excited for this one. I really think it's going to be a big hit. And uh, if you want to be an ambassador on that, right, if you want to get your name listed up um, as a a helper for our book and for our launch, we would really appreciate it. Contact us, okay? Make sure you hit up our Facebook and our Instagram and let us know what you guys think of what we're doing because we are here to serve you. Last thing I want to say, just a quick shout out to all those who came to the meetup this Wednesday. It was amazing, all right? I'll be posting out some notes on the next podcast about what we learned. But that's all I've got for today. Mike out.